because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our rewatch journey, where we recap, react, and rewatch to past seasons of Survivor. Today, we are taking on the sixth episode of Survivor Micronesia Fans vs. Favorites. That's its 16th season. And this one is titled, It Hit Everyone Pretty Hard. What is that thing? That hit everyone pretty hard. Well, stay tuned to find out, because whether you are rewatching along with us, whether this is your first go around through Survivor Micronesia, or whether you're remembering this season and just want to get a a reminder of what it has in store, we're glad that you've chosen us to be your companion through that endeavor. I am not, of course, the only member of the Outwatch crew. I'm joined by three of my friends who are watching this season for the very first time. Um, and so without further ado, uh, let, let's meet them. Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Uh, not to bury the lead here, the thing which hit everyone super hard was the unfortunate and untimely medical evacuation of one Jonathan Penner, your friend and mine, um, the ghastly hole in his leg which dr jessica expertly stitched up last episode despite her best um efforts you know they are just living out dirty in the in the wilderness and so that's getting infected jonathan's got to be medevaced to get medical attention very emotional scene um and so this got me thinking gang what are some of your favorite jonathan penner moments as you reminisce upon the time we've spent with him uh yes so um i honestly this is i guess this is more of like a tribute comment but the way that he really played in this very last challenge um because his tribe could sit one person out Mm -hmm. he was like no i like i can definitely do this one and he was like on top of it he was you know 100% in the challenge and that his team ended up winning. Yeah. And so I think to have him go out, at least on that note, really showed that he was a player who was very dedicated to the game and totally all that. Yeah. Um, On another note, though, truly like low hanging fruit, but very true when he was like, my ass, like that was. Yes. A great moment. So (laughs) I was glad that we got to see that too in this season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, my ass. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally goes down in a blaze of glory, like you said. He like yeah plays in this in this challenge, basically one legged, like um, in which you have to crawl through, you know, like mm-hmm. this enclosure, and he's doing it like all arms. Very impressive. Um, can you can you imagine refing? Penner's kids like basketball game or something and you, you you make a call that's controversial and you just hear from the stands uh, my ass <laughs> uh, you know you're like charge and you hear bull we say bull 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 
<laughs> but you know, he would make up for it. He'd meet them after you know, meet the the ref after the game and shake his hand and say, "I'm a complete bastard." <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, maybe the two of them would go out and get faded. <laughs> Scott, welcome to Outwatch. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Doing great. Uh, Scott, what's your favorite Jonathan Penner moment? There's so many, right? Like he's yeah. such a good player. Um, my ass is probably like I know it just I happened, mean, but like ass. like that's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's got to be it. Um, getting faded is pretty awesome too. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. Ex- he's a master in the confessionals. Yeah. For a player that like didn't accomplish like that much in the game for sure like we could he's such a like a memorable player <laughs> absolutely absolutely yep he's like mid merge boot in cook islands he mutinies but strategically doesn't do a, a whole lot he like flips from one tribe to the other and then this chat this season he's pre-merge medevac but like he's a star he's so much fun to watch yeah absolutely uh adam what about you uh, I think I think just to just to bring up something else, um, I I love uh in Cook Islands when um Yule sits down with Penner and like it has like these uh like Princess Bride like the uh, picking the poison cup kind of vibes where like yeah. he's he's sitting there trying to figure out like well it's like does he have it does he not have it it's like this is and he's just you you see his thought process it's so great yeah like. There's something about that whole conversation. I'll just, I'll never quite forget it. It's so great. Yeah. He's like, I, the only reason that I could ever swap with you is if you happened to have an immunity idol. And if you had an immunity idol, I'd have no choice but to work with you. (laughs) (laughs) If that just happened to happen. Oh, that sucks. Come on. Uh, so this episode, um, episode six of Survivor Micronesia, again, this one's titled, it hit us all, it hit everyone pretty hard. Penner is medevaced, but he is not the only eliminated player this episode. Much more happens. Um, and what do you say we recap what does happen by taking a trip down to Tree Mail? Let's do it. Do it. Woo! This episode starts with Tracy getting antsy post boot of Joel and making the rounds with Eric and Amy, trying to sway them to her side. Um, Eliza and Penner get together and they decide they want to drop Parvati and James at their earliest opportunity, seeing them as a big threat at the reward challenge. Um, you've got to basically block up a, um, a wooden path with other sticks and stuff so that the other tribe can't make its way through um the orange tribe wins this one again like we mentioned and exile islands back chet and jason find their way to exile after this challenge uh penner's knee has gotten so bad uh he's got to get checked on again and it turns out in a very emotional scene penner's got to be medevaced here um the Risk of infection is too great for him to continue playing, so he is pulled from the game, sadly. Amy decides that she sees more in the fans than the rest of the favorites and wants to take a swing at Sari at her earliest opportunity. 
At Exile Island, to no one's surprise, Chet isn't really interested in finding the idol. He's got to rest his foot. But Jason goes and tries to find the idol and stumbles upon Igor, Ozzy's fake idol, which he accepts willingly. Um, so now Jason Siska in possession of Igor, the fake idol. At the immunity challenge, you've got that classic challenge where you've got like two platforms that you've got to traverse over a long distance. You move the one platform after another, except orange totally breaks this challenge with them just standing on one platform and everybody underneath picking it up and carrying them to the end. Uh, So orange wins this one handily at the purple camp. Chet tells everyone just to vote him out. He's sick of playing and his foot hurts. Um, but Tracy's like, no, Chet, I need you to stick around so that we can vote out Ozzy. Um, Eric re- tries really hard to get Chet to vote with them um, so that they can swing on Ozzy. But ultimately, um, this plan does not come to fruition. And Chet is voted out here in episode six of the season. Um Chet is currently sitting on our waivers bench after he was dropped in a transaction a couple episodes ago. But Scott, you were the original holder of Chet. Uh, what is what is Chet's legacy to you um, after his his appearance this season? Well, so Chet, Chet seems like an awesome person. First off, like I would love to meet Chet. Like, I feel like he'd be really cool to hang out with. Um, but. I don't know. He just did not seem to really get into the game. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So I don't know. I don't know what he thought it was going to be, but yeah, he just from the get go wasn't hasn't really been an active participant in any aspect of the Survivor game. Not so, so much. Yeah, so it's good that he made it this far. Um, I think. Um, but yeah, well, not a very surprising move to see him go. Yeah interesting like situation at this point this season and that we've had it's been a very compelling season right but we've had two quasi quits in a medivac in six episodes right like uh fair play effectively quits chet effectively quits and penner is pulled from the game from a medical you know situation so like mm-hmm. a lot of very low um low drama elimination so far Um, let's yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Chet gives off like David from millennials versus Gen X vibes without the like strategic (laughs) know-how. Yeah. I've I've been like, I've been trying to like square the circle of like, why, why is Chet on survivor? Mm. And and I think like David is the most perfect example of like someone who doesn't seem like they should necessarily be here, but winds up doing really well. And I think Jet like that's, that's kind of where we have to like put Chet in this whole thing (laughs) well i feel like like the thing that separated david is like almost like the mental like ability to like persevere through like yeah like he had his obstacles and he knew what they were but he pushed through and we saw this transformation we did not i just feel like we didn't see chet go through i i I totally i totally agree like chet is chet is not a david like in that but like yeah i i just i don't know i i think that is such an interesting question of like how did chet wind up on this show <laughs> yeah. yeah i just i felt so confused because i don't feel like i ever got any clarity from him in his 
confessionals, it's like he never really acknowledged the fact that he was kind of an outsider with his tribe. I think sure. if he did, he was like, yeah, I'm an outsider. That's it. Yeah. But he wasn't like, I don't know. Like he didn't bring a lot. I just couldn't figure it out. Well, And that's like you, I don't know if he like misjudged his athletic ability, but like mm-hmm. if, if I'm coming into that show and I know I don't have like a very strong athletic ability I'm going to bring to it, that means my social game has to be on point. I don't know if like Chet ever like really made the effort to like do the social game side of it. I don't know. It was just, he's such an interesting person to wind up on the show. Like insert gif of Chet quote unquote diving from a few challenges. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's crazy because like, yeah, to get on survivor, like they don't just like come find you and make you come. Like you gotta like audition, like I'm assuming multiple Mm -hmm. times. Like, he could be a recruit. Mm. He could be. He could be a recruit. Some someone's a big fan of the uh, the the beauty the beauty contest circuit, and <laughs> they found this guy. Like they get this guy, guy on and the show. Like, so so like someone came along. and was like, I found this guy on the circuit, and they were like, Oh, so she's like a beauty queen. It's like, No, 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 it's a coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, you said that Chet's no David. Would that make him a, a Goliath? <laughs> no <laughs> I've told you about this this theme right there's survivor David David versus Goliath and there was a tribe yeah. called the Davids and a tribe called the Goliaths and you've told us about this theme yeah yeah and so I would bet I think that Chet actually is a David just not a David Wright uh, yeah I, that's <laughs> fair <laughs> Did you have you? I don't know how much you've looked at Survivor Australia or if you've watched Survivor Australia, but I started. It's on. It's available on Paramount Plus. So I started kind of looking at the seasons just to see what was good. Australian Survivors on Paramount Plus. There's like a handful of seasons. I don't think all of it is, but um, we we, maybe we should do like a an intermission at some point. Yeah, I'd love to watch Survivor Survivor. Australia. But there's one season that's called. champions versus contenders yep. and then there's champions versus contenders too yeah and i was like well i can't watch those because they're going to be like repeat people but they're not yep. it's just people who excel in their field and then normal australians yep. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like david versus goliath yeah <laughs> i actually would love to watch i had no idea australian survivor was on paramount plus i would love to watch i bet that's such a bloodbath like dude okay so it's <laughs> i i what I do know about it is that it is long as hell. It's like it's, it's like 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it's God. Very oh my long. Gosh. And it's all it's got like a it's got like a TV schedule similar to Big Brother where it airs like multiple times a week. Jeez. So it'd be quite the undertaking. What a commitment. But yeah. What a commitment. I've heard South African survivors also really great. Hmm. Everybody on that show is just like freaking ripped and beautiful, apparently. Anyway, sounds like South Africa. Yep. Um, okay, let's talk about this episode. Um, uh, we haven't even done the the first question of what stuck out in this episode. Yeah, usually our first one is the one with all the derailments. Yeah, and our we didn't even get recording this of the time. night is pretty straightforward. <laughs> what are we talking about, <laughs> Scott? What what stuck out this episode to you? The big thing for me was Penner getting like medevac. Yeah, that, was, that hit that hit hard for me. Much like everyone else, I was also hit hard by this. Especially Kathy. Kathy was really torn up about this. Oh, that was so surprising. <laughs> <to me. laughs> 
That was so surprising. <laughs> I think she. I think she's in a bad spot mentally. She's been struggling a bit through this game, yeah. and I think having the the favorites uh-huh. was a huge morale boost for her. Uh-huh. But seeing her reaction, I said to Adam, "I was like, not now, Kathy. Like, <laughs> this isn't Penner about you." Very upset. It's yeah. She's, she's like begging Penner to she stay. Said to him, it's she's like, like, no, I need you. Yeah. She said to him, "Like, you can't leave me. You can't leave yeah. us, or something like that." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like. But he has to, so why don't you be a little more like what part of up he's about gonna it lose his freaking leg? He could <laughs> die, yeah. Kathy. Yeah, she was just kind of making it about herself. But she also she also acknowledges something like I've only we've only yeah. known each other three days yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she I feel I feel so bad for her because I can't imagine like where where I would be at mentally at yeah. that point. Like I mean we're we're what like 15 days into this yeah, like somewhere you, around there probably yeah so i mean you, you've been on this island with these people for like two weeks mm-hmm. half starved like this isn't this is not a fun position to be in yeah and like and sleeping in horrible conditions but it's just so funny like, <laughs> I, I believe what she says is we need you yeah i need you i need you that's what she said yeah yeah i was like tone it down friend like Where i know that you you're in a bad off? spot but <laughs> He's yeah, upset. Yeah, you would expect that from like somebody he's been on like the beach with for the last two weeks, <laughs> right? Yeah, not Kathy. <laughs> all the people <laughs> like love you, but Jonathan, are 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 you really gonna miss Kathy after you leave? I mean, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> What if, uh, <laughs> I wonder if Jeff would have said this to Kathy. You need to stop bitching. And- <laughs> um, I think, I think, oh my gosh. I think, I think my favorite part of Penner leaving though was when he like gets in the boat and he sits down on the bench and then some producer came up and said, Hey, you need to like stand in the open door at the end of the ship so that we can get these really great helicopter shots yeah. as you're being driven away. Yeah. Like we know we know your leg is busted as hell, yeah. but like we need you to stand on this moving boat for us really quick. You'll be fine. Stand on that leg for for like yeah. a second. <laughs> jo- jokes aside though, I found this scene to be like pretty emotional. Like the it it's a yeah, long it scene. It's like you see a lot of vulnerability from Penner. Like you see how much he wants to be here. Um, what really like, I don't know. I forgot about this. This like touched me as you see um, like Jeff personally see him off and shake his hand. It's like, you don't see a lot of like human to human um, stuff like this from Jeff where he's like, Hey, like hate to see you go, man. It's like, wow. Like yeah. that felt genuine. Like taking well, the like host hat off. Like they- yeah, like they've built a rapport, you can tell. Yeah. Even in the way that they just kind of like talk to each other in the challenges. So, I, yeah, I think Jeff was genuinely sad mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. on another level. Yeah. Yeah. No one like Jonathan Penner. Um, Adam, anything else from this episode which it really stuck out to you that warrants um, discussion here off the top? Um,. I, oh yeah, there is, there's one thing. So, um, 
So uh, they come back. The the Malakal comes back from the uh, the immunity challenge that they've just lost, and Chet walks up to the group and looks at Ozzy and says, "Do you have a fishing hook?" And Ozzy's like, "Yeah." And then Chet says he's going to cut his foot open. <laughs> Yeah. To like release a bunch of pus. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is Chet doing? <laughs> you know what Chet what Chet saw was he's like, hey, I'm sick of this. You know what that my ticket out of here is? Petter just got medevaced. I need to <laughs> get myself <laughs> medevaced. <laughs> That's so true though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a got an infection in my foot that I Stabbed with a fishing hook. Gotta leave. <laughs> I, I think it was there, that moment was just wild to me. There was another one where um, it's the one where we'll probably talk about this, but like it comes with the fan bashing stuff. And one of the things that uh, where the, the favorites just like bash on the on the fans because they're they haven't been in this game before. <laughs> and uh, Suri, Ozzy, and Amanda are making fun of uh, Tracy. Because they lost the reward challenge and she's like a commercial builder. And part of the reward challenge was they had to like build this sort of obstacle thing through the tunnel. And uh, Cerise says something along the lines of like, there's like a surgery challenge and I lost. I wouldn't be able to go back to work. And it's like, this is not what Tracy does (laughs) at all. This is not what being a commercial builder is yeah she just plays with legos all day why why, were, why do we assume know. that she would be good at this <laughs> her, her job does not involve constructing barriers to keep people from getting through out of wooden planks like this is wild she's in fact constructing major doors for people prospective <laughs> home buyers to enter and love their home <laughs> Another small Suri note is after um, they find out that Penner gets medevaced, they get back to camp and someone's like, um, and Jeff just gets done telling the story like he had to have, you know, surgery He's doing great, yada, yada, yada. And someone's like, wow, it must have been pretty bad. And Suri's like, well, if he had to have immediate surgery, yeah, it's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really funny comment because there is like a quality to it of like, oh, she's like. Of a, a surgical nurse, so like she knows, but also it's like, yeah, I think anybody can figure it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> Emily. Anything else from you off the top here? Uh, no, I think the, the highlights were definitely Jonathan Penner leaving. Here's a question When did we start calling him Penner, and why am I doing it now? Great question. Like, this you, is how these things happen, it? yeah, yeah, because you started doing that. I was like, Jeff starts oh, doing weird. it. And then Jeff, and then I saw Jeff was doing it. I noticed that. And then here we are calling him Penner. You know, oh. some survivor legends. Jeff, Jeff is influenced by us through the space time continuum. Yeah, Probably. that's exactly what I'm saying. Some survivor Literally. legends end up going down as, you know, not as their last names. It's a rare, a rare feat to be known as the last name. Yeah. Or as a nickname. I, I think one, one last thing about Penner is like, uh, a medevac is he says something along the lines of like I had it I mm. could see the light mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's there's like 
12 people still in this game. Better <laughs> <laughs> is really yeah. confident yeah. that he was going to win. Oh, I totally and believe I that, that he believes that though. <laughs> that's, the thing, that's what I love. That's yeah. what I love about Jonathan Petter. It's like, he just has so much confidence in yeah. his plan that he's like, Oh no, I knew exactly I what the next sound right notes were going to be. I got, <laughs> I saw the line at the end of it. <laughs> that was actually like, because of the infection. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled this from this scene. Um, I find this exasperated retort to be very good. God bless it. <laughs> um, guys, how have we not talked about Jason finding the fake idol? Oh, duh. Yeah, that was the other thing. This is. Happened. Yeah, do I get points for that? No, <laughs> you, you get minus five you get points for you Igor. Get, you get like, what are some fake points? You can, yeah. have a, you can have a goat trophy. How about that? Yeah, yeah you, you get, get there. We go. Yes, you get goat points. Um, I queued up this scene. I'll go ahead and play it now because Survivor is signaling to us in this scene so hard. I've I cannot think of a larger dodo edit than this scene like listen to the music that plays underneath jason finding this idol like this is wild here here we go there we go baby <laughs> it's like clown music yeah well i guess this is the hidden immunity idol <laughs> It's like SpongeBob music. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. There's, there's this moment where it sounds like he's not convinced this is it. No. And then he, there's like a confessional where it's like, oh no, he believes it. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it is like he's really convincing himself as he's speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled this part, which is, I think, the coup de grace of Jason's sound bites during this time. So this is really good for me. I also I love the foreshadowing when they have the confessional with Ozzy. Yeah. And Ozzy says, like, I hope Jason finds it because uh and he, he's trying to think of a nice way to say dumb enough, but he's so he says like naive enough yeah. or something. Like, yeah. To believe it. Yeah. He absolutely calls his shot when it comes to this. It's so good. Uh, let's talk about some of the other things. We've we've pretty well covered the Penner challenge performance and medevac. Let's talk about the implications for some of the remaining players. Um, James and Eliza both are pretty bummed about this happening um, from a strategic perspective, too. We get a scene early this episode where Eliza and Penner are talking about working together and flipping things um, on Parvati and James. Um, James is now left as the lone man, I believe, on this tribe um, with a bunch of women, maybe. Uh, and, and Jason's Jason. there, too, but he's on exile he's um, on when this exile, happens, yeah. right? So um, wh- what do you all think about the the ramifications for remaining players, especially like Eliza and James um, upon Penner's medevac? <laughs> I think it's always rough to be down in numbers when you're, I, I mean, in the fan versus favorite things like the, the, we've only seen Malakal go to 
tribal and they've they've started to blur those lines just as like people individuals have realized that it's not the most beneficial thing for them but i think if i I think if jonathan hadn't gone home the first time that we see uh them the orange tribe um go to tribal we would have seen that really like split in fans versus favorites and then someone would have flipped probably a fan Mm -hmm. um i i think like losing jonathan putting the favorites down a person. I think that'll make for their whole like story of in terms of strategy and everything a bit more interesting. I think it gives the fans a bit of an edge uh, because if they can play it right, going into the merge, they already kind of have Amy Swade onto their side on the other tribe. And I don't know. I think it, I think it kind of makes for a little bit more interesting Mm -hmm. strategy conversations, but We've not seen anything from that tribe in terms of how they would vote people out. This is always like an interesting thing to clock to as the season goes on, like in a a parallel timeline situation where Penner doesn't get medevaced. Like, how would things have played out um, if he were still here? Like, would things work out the same? Would things move differently? It's interesting to to think about. Um, Well, it was set up for him, so he had the light. He yeah. knew he knew which way to go. He knew how to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reward from this episode was um, a visit from a couple of locals who taught the tribe how to fish, how to catch crabs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which led to some fun scenes. Um, and I always find these rewards to be um, some of the more interesting ones, right? Where you get. And actually some of the more beneficial ones, right? Where it's like uh, you get skills potentially to be sustainable like throughout most of the game. Um, Emily, what do you think about this reward um, from this episode and and the scenes that came out of it? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think it's nice because and you just said it and Parvati said it too, but the two men who came to their tribe brought like vegetables and fruits and they had like a fish stew at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So they got like this reward meal, but they also learned how to continue to find that. I mean, some of that food. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they, I haven't seen anyone eat a crab and I don't know if they would have ever figured out that they could, find those crabs and eat them yeah like they certainly would have never thought to put together the trap like they did because it was like a coconut yeah that trap was super cool yeah yeah it was like um, coconut well, crabs yeah mm-hmm. it's not even like not it's not even really a trap it's literally just like we're gonna put some food out yeah, and they're really and then, kind of slow so we can just grab them yeah like, it's, it's like the whole trap yeah but, i just i wonder if those like, crabs maybe aren't like if they kind of hide otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, they're nocturnal. Coconut crabs are terrifying. Really? Yeah. They can get like huge. Okay. We're Googling that now. Continue. Coconut crab. <laughs> I like crab. Crab's tasty. Um, I also wanted to call out in this scene. There's this moment where they're eating and somebody says, James, how do you feel about all these lovely ladies? Because it's just him and the women. And he just wordlessly looks at the camera and goes. Just just thumbs, thumbs up. up, right? Yeah. Thumbs up. 
straight faced. I found that to be really funny. <laughs> well, it's funny too because they had a confessional with him and he was like talking about having Pinner leaving and he was like, now I'm on this tribe with mostly women. And yeah. his point was, I'm not the greatest social player. And so I don't know if this was him making assumptions about gender or just the actual people on his tribe, but right. like he he was nervous, I think, to be to have probably like someone in his kind of in his alliance, at least someone he knew right. better to leave. Right. And then yeah, like we know that from his past season, he's pretty quiet and mm-hmm. reserved and he's probably nervous. So yeah, I yeah. when he was just like thumbs up, I was like, Yeah, that's yeah, that's feels right. <laughs> Uh, Let's talk about this immunity challenge, which the Orange Tribe completely um, breaks. So, yeah, like we said up front, this is that classic another summer camp game where you've got like two posts in the ocean. One person has to walk across them and everybody else has to move them so that you're stepping across one at a time. Right. Um, But under the leadership and strength of James, literally, they just have the person like squat on the the pole and then everybody grabs it and shuffles it across the ocean floor and dumps them off on the other side thus rendering the entire mechanic of the challenge obsolete um scott what did you think about this immunity challenge and the way that they broke this wide open was this like interesting to you was it lame that they're like well they're not really doing it right um what do you think about this it kind of made the whole challenge like anticlimactic to me. Yeah. And like, cause even Jeff was like, Oh, they have broken the challenge. Yep. And like, I don't know, like the other tribe didn't really like catch on to what they were doing or didn't seem like affected by this. Yeah. Cause they were like, Nope, we're going to plow ahead with what we're doing, which is like trying to like create like a walking like, mm-hmm. bridge basically with the way the, the challenge was designed. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The whole thing seemed kind of dumb after that to me. Like, yeah. okay, it's just a, you're just waiting for the other tribe to get finished, basically. I'm I'm really curious who can do it. Like, I I'm curious if there was any other survivor out there besides James, because it seemed like James was like the one picking it up and moving it, and then everyone else was just kind of stabilizing. Sure, like no one else was really like lifting, and I I just. I don't think there was anybody on the other tribe who could like physically do what James was doing. If only they had Joel. If only they had Joel. But that's like, I I think in, I, I I agree. Like it made the challenge completely anticlimactic, but it's also like, that's the advantage James brings to the table. That's why you keep him around is because you can do something like that. Like, and I I don't know. There's something about it that I would, I, I hate I hated to see it because it just so like it so broke the challenge yeah. like just completely yeah. but at the same time like you played to your strengths literally mm-hmm. so get out, yeah get out with it so. yeah yeah like good on them good mm-hmm. on them for figuring it out i like feel bad for the challenge designers who you know they watch it start and they're like god damn it like they <laughs> broke it <laughs> Well, and once again, no one on the dream team apparently figured out that this is a viable yeah. strategy. Yeah, so they totally. didn't. And this is not the first time we've seen this challenge. No. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, I think that's the reason it was interesting to me because we saw him, we saw Jeff describing how this challenge was going to go. 
And we were like, oh, okay, we've already seen this. Mm -hmm. And so just from our perspective, it was interesting to see how they figured it out. I wonder if it's because like, I wonder if they've seen it before and they like had more. I was going to say like James, James is like a fan of the show. He talks about this when he like first is like introduced is like, James is going to be on the show. He's like, he thought that he was going to be on the fans. It turns out that he's on the favorites. Like that was sort of his thought process. And so I, I genuinely think that James has probably seen this challenge before because I mean, like I recognized it and I think that there's something about this season that's kind of, it's fun to like replay the challenges. Cause it's like, Oh, like we're bringing back old people. We're bringing back old challenges. Sure. But there's also that component of these people have like, not only even if they didn't play that specific challenge, they have a feel for how these challenges are put together and right played out and so they have a distinct advantage of like thinking through how they would break it in the future so i I don't know there's something about that that i i don't know how to square there are like some cool um moments in other returning player seasons though too where it is like all right like i don't know you get a, a situation where a certain player like has a huge notable win in this challenge in a previous season and it's like, all right, they're back and they're bringing this challenge back. Like, can they mm-hmm. do it again? Sort of thing. So it, it is fun. Yeah. And yeah, like there's yeah. a couple challenges that become known as like, Oh, this is the Michelle Fitzgerald puzzle. Right. Like, um, and things like that. So. Yeah. Well, and that's like, there's, there's always this component of survivor that it's, it's entertainment too. Right. So like, I, you know, I can't disparage anything like that too much. Like, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to draw attention to a moment at tribal council where Ozzy notes that he would be so surprised if he got voted out that he would get naked and jump off the pier. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple notes here. One is that he did indeed do this in survivor cook islands in the hot tub. Um, <laughs> And then also subscribe to his OnlyFans for more of this content. (laughs) That's also in the note, huh? Yep, that's it. (laughs) Um, Anything regarding the Tribal Council and the vote out? Um, Were were y'all expecting this to kind of go the way of Chet? Or did you think that something crazy was going to happen and Ozzy may get blindsided here? I mean, I thought it was very possible we were going to see Ozzy go, especially when he made that comment. Yeah. It was so interesting because I was like, this is going to be another week where Chet is just going to slide through. And at this point, he doesn't even want to, you know, it was just bananas. And then, yeah, when they it was an interesting discussion at Tribal, because my assumption was if they were going to vote out Ozzy, you know, he wouldn't have known that at all. And for him to harp on that so hard of like, that's just, you know, that wouldn't. I mean, he didn't say that, but like that would never happen. Right. right. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, are we blatantly teasing what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, are we going to have to see Ozzy <laughs> jump off the pier? <laughs> but get to not have to. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I phrased that wrong. <laughs> um, anything else from this episode before we move on to our fantasy update? Fantasy update. Um, OK, this episode. Um, shakes out like so. Nobody, well, Scott, you do lose the first member of your tribe with Penner's Medivac, unfortunately. 
Um, avoiding disaster, though, by kicking Chet off your tribe. Otherwise, you'd be two down in this one episode. Um, so the tally comes in from this episode, by the way, named by Kathy, so no points for that um, since she is on waivers. Adam, your Hell's Scooper tribe pulled out 40 points, 45 for Emily's Survivor Coconut tribe, and Scott with 60 points this episode, despite losing Jonathan Penner, which means that in third place with 255 points is Adam's tribe, and now pulled into a two-way tie with 385 apiece is the Igor tribe and the Survivor Coconut tribe um quick reset here remaining on scott's tribe we've got james amanda jason tracy and alexis um on emily's tribe we've got ozzy sari amy and parvati and on adam's tribe we've got eliza eric and natalie um shall we do some trades would anybody like to do a trade? I guess this would go to Adam first. Um, Adam, of your three players, Eliza, Eric, Natalie, is this your um, your lock-solid group here? Or are you interested in making some moves? I I have no idea. Here, I'll throw Eric out there. So I'll make an offer for Eric. I'll trade him. Make Adam an offer he can't refuse. Hmm. I'm not vis-a-vis Eric. Who do you want? You want you want uh, Eliza? No. You want Natalie? <laughs> Come on, Nat no. Dog. No. Nat Dog's crushing it out here. <laughs> I will, how about this? I will trade anyone. <laughs> it's. Adam is open for business. Hell's, I think I think renaming my team to Hell Scooper in honor of Eric means that I should get rid of him now. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seems to be the pattern. Ugh, Eric is my lowest performing survivor. Is he really? I mean, he's not doing bad, but it's just <laughs> between the other, the other two are better because they're on the orange team. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hard pass on Eric for now. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Scott's team is looking very good. Because it's the biggest you, team. Yeah, it's the biggest and- <laughs> team. But do, you, but do you think, do you think that Scott has a winner on that team? Um, I don't, I would look at any of these and be like, no. Nobody's going to have no idea. That's the thing. (laughs) Somebody has to. Nobody on this season is like setting themselves apart. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's true. Like Eric could very well win the whole game. Who knows? Yeah. Gosh, if he made it to the final, it'd lose my mind. This is like, I am genuinely, if I'm going through everyone's tribe and I'm trying to pick someone who's going to be in the final for Scott's tribe, I think Alexis. I don't know why. It's our last. Like the last time I, we recorded. I know, I'm aware of this. 100% aware of what I did. But here's the thing. In terms of performance, in terms of points, I haven't lost anything. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> so, uh, 
if, if I'm picking someone from Scott's tribe to be in the final, I bet it's Alexis just because like, I don't know. She's so under the radar, but also there that I feel like she's going to like pull out something late game because like her leaving emotionally will do nothing to me at this moment. But like making it to that would be crazy uh, for Emily's tribe. I feel like Sari. Potentially Parvati, I could see Parvati making it to this one. My tribe, I have no idea. If any of those people make it, I'd be blown away. <laughs> yep. Everyone's yeah, gunning for Eliza. Eric is like always on the wrong side of every vote. And <laughs> Natalie has basically been purple edited out, even though she was a team. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you though. Parvati is like my dark horse to win the whole season. It wouldn't surprise me. She's yeah. Kind of, she's she's playing like much more like subtly and strategically than I feel like we saw in in Cook yeah. Islands. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's playing very well. I, I like Parvati a lot. Anyway, right. so no one wants to trade me. Yeah. So there we are. No, <laughs> it's not like I think your team's trash. It's just like there's nothing that's clear enough for me to risk switching. Okay. Yeah. So. Your loss. Same. Well. I was gonna, I was gonna hand you one of the final three right here. But. I mean, it's possible, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I would have traded Chet for Eric, but <laughs> feels lopsided for some. But reason. you gifted me Alexis. Chet's so. gone. I did gift you Alexis. Uh, and speaking of Chet, the only remaining waiver member is Kathy. Um, is anybody interested in making a claim on Kathy? After her reaction to Penner, she's not making it another episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy stays on the bench. Uh, let's talk about goats and participation trophies for this episode. Um, Scott, would you like to do the honors? I would love to. I don't know. I guess for particip, I don't know. I got this is a tough episode. Yeah. My like MVP is like goat greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it always is. I'm just gonna give it to Jonathan. <laughs> Why not? Plays a glory. Goes plays on a hurt hero. Yeah. Participate participation trophy's hard. I think it's uh Jason. Doctor Yeah. <laughs> Were you gonna say Dr. Jessica? <laughs> give it to the doc. <laughs> Jason's a really good pick, though. Yeah. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, Jason is a participation trophy for sure. Did James come up with the idea to just walk people across on the one? Oh, tilt? I don't know, but he... We don't really know. He's the architect. Know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think it's fair to attribute it to him. I'm going to do that. James is on the board. Adam, what about you? Um, my goat, I'm going to throw it to Ozzy. He, I mean, he called his shot with the fake immunity idol. True. I, yeah, I just got to give it to him. Participation. It's got to go to Jonathan Penner for me. Uh, <laughs> I think the dude had a real chance to win. Just didn't cut it, unfortunately. So, <laughs> um, Let's he could see. Cut it. He cut his knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, the problem. He did cut it. You're right. <laughs> literally, in, like literally in half. <laughs> and then Doctor Jessica cut it open. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna give mine to Penner as well. My goat to Penner. Whoops, that's the wrong person. Um, just as a um a tribute, 
And I have to go and give my participation trophy to Jason as well. Um, yeah, you, you see in his eyes that he's not super convinced about this idol at this point, but um, the, the show gives it to us in such a way that we can't not <laughs> think of him in yeah. this way. So. so we didn't touch on that, but literally like he shows the like stick idol and it's got like Ozzy has scratched literally just a freaking smiley face. Yeah. 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 It's so bad. Yeah. So it's bad. Like, I guess this is the hidden immunity idol. It's the freaking stick figure. Literally. It's the fact that he calls it a game changer too. Yeah. For him. yeah. Like he's so convinced. Like I would completely understand him being like, I guess this is it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and just leaving it at that. But he's like, I guess this is it. This is a game changer. And it's all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It could be just not for the right reason that you think that. <laughs> so this is really good for me. <laughs> that's like that's like Banjo Kazooie. You died. Totally is. <laughs> Cut to Gruntilda's lair where she turns Tootie into a ogre. <laughs> Do you guys know that that's coming out on the new um, Switch Online? Uh, package you get you get some N sixty four games included among them is Banjo Kazooie. That's like the original one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched for it. Emily, we need, I need to get a switch. You do need Fans, to get a switch. If you want me to have a switch, you should send it to PO Box. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening to Outwatch. <laughs> Next time on Outwatch, we will continue our rewatch of Survivor Micronesia with the seventh episode. This one is titled Like a Wide-Eyed Kid in the Candy Store. Um, And if you want Adam to get his Switch, make sure that you uh, (laughs) enroll in listener support by clicking the link in our description, pledging money to our podcast to help us continue to produce this wonderful show. Make sure you're subscribed or following the feed wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Interact with the polls on Spotify. That's a lot of fun for us. Um, And we will see you next time.